0: My name, my name shouldn't even be on, oh hold on, is that really low? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Hey, what's up champ? How's it feel? Back to back. Ah, baby. I'm happy for you. I'm not Good morning. Lie. So yesterday, I just decided uh, to leave you alone. I, I hope that you were fine with that. I thought, I don't want you to feel like my bitterness that this is happening on my field. I didn't want it to seep into any of your joy of counting down to this game um but i don't i don't know i don't know if we're going to have one like that again now i know i'm being prisoner of the moment i know i'm being very knee jerky i'm also on a little bit of a high josh because despite getting late 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 word of the plank show's appearance today here at Newcastle casino which i love so we're hanging out at Newcastle casino on a monday maybe it's the high of getting here in time i don't know But um, I thought that was one of the most complete football games I've ever seen because there was a little bit of everything, right? There was a little bit of everything for everyone, and it was awesome, man. It was awesome.
1: Yeah, it it wasn't uh, perfect either way. You you had mistakes. The special teams gaffe obviously was uh, a big-time momentum changer in the game, and yet Brock Purdy – don't you think that, by and large, he stood up to uh, oh, yeah. the test oh, yeah. of playing in the game? Mahomes, of course, uh, <laughs> when needed late was was fabulous. So yeah, no, it was it was a classic I, Super Bowl. I want to take a moment. I want to take a moment to talk about
0: the growth of Josh Helmer, okay? Because, you know, I was doing the math the other day. Josh, you you and I have been doing this for a minute now. I mean, this is – is this our ninth season? Yeah,
1: I think it is. Or
0: is it the eighth? Did we start in 15 or – anyway, my, my point is from – all I've known being around you is the Chiefs being, like, incredible, right? I have friends of mine – like, we, we didn't really know – we knew each other but didn't get to hang and obviously weren't working every day uh, in – oh, I don't know, no offense to my man, but the Brady Quinn or Bill Kinney era, like some of my chief fans lived through to where I had a, a little slice of something over them. Yeah. But you, I, you, you've you you gone from being angry uh, at a Super Bowl loss. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was, a, that was a rough day. <laughs> that was a rough day.
0: But I, I just, I said this during the game last night. We were on here on the ref. And uh, said it's got to really suck to be a fan of one of these teams right now because I was able to watch it no zero rooting interest none whatsoever. I, I couldn't care I wanted each team to lose equally and I wanted each team to win equally if, if that is even a thing but that's just that's how I felt. And if you could take your rooting out of it, Josh, it was just so wildly fun. I would imagine it was gut-wrenching oh, for you since she did
1: last night <laughs> stressful of course uh, dramatic which is right. you know when you win is uh, exactly what you're looking for but from a a neutral fans perspective mm-hmm. for you know mahomes to have to orchestrate a game-tying drive, right. and really he had the touchdown right. to Rasheed Rice. If you have a better snap, maybe you connect there. If you're not laser-focused on Travis Kelsey, maybe you connect right. there. But, hey, game goes to overtime. Niners have a chance to drive down, maybe get into the end zone. You had the bad penalty uh-huh. from McDuffie that kept it alive. Yep. So uh, the twist and turns, as a fan, neutral observer, overtime, Super Bowl, it doesn't get a whole lot better than that. There
0: was – what was weird was the confusion over the new overtime rules. Because – and I saw it everywhere on Twitter, and some people were questioning it in Andy Reid's, like, time management there at the end of overtime. I was screaming. I I didn't know. Like, okay, would – if they – if the Chiefs wouldn't have scored, that's the end of the game there, right? You don't play
1: like – No? The possession, my understanding is – Ends. It, it, they they like roll over to a new quarter until huh, that, that possession ends. Yeah, hold on. Just a second.
0: They're on their way. They're, they're on their way. I apologize. I'm not, the Newcastle people are here. Some crazy guys just doing a radio show, standing up against a wall. No, no, they're on their way out, the equipment. I drive better than them. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. i Chris. What's your name? Michaela. Michaela, it's nice to meet you. You guys have a great day, okay?
1: <laughs> so... Are you the OU softball guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's me. That's uh, I hope Coach
0: Gasso heard that. No, okay, so, c- real quick, Josh, can I be greedy and tell the story as to why that, that something like that might have happened? <laughs> I took a picture of of our setup for our first show of the week, and I compared it to the 20-year celebration of T-Row and TJ. We, we obviously have different standards of setup around here, uh, but we got 10 more years to go to catch up to that. Seriously, though, Josh, I'm doing the show with my piece of equipment, like sitting on a ledge, and it's like overlooking the bar area. Because I, I know
1: right where you're standing. You know where I am.
0: If you come out to Newcastle Casino, so I'm just standing here, and I'm talking with no table in front of me. Uh, so people walking by are probably like, who is this crazy person? <laughs> I had pulled a table out to sit in front of me, but whenever I had the table that I pulled out from the bar that was sitting in front of me, it looked like uh, one of those uh, magicians, right? One of those (laughs) where he has the hat in there. I'm just standing there with the equipment. So, yeah, sorry about that. Anyway, um, biggest storyline from the game becomes, right, back-to-back Super Bowls. Uh, Mahomes, if if it needed to be cemented, like goat status or at least baby goat status cemented. Mm -hmm. And the crazy thing – It's officially
1: a conversation. It's a
0: conversation. Bingo. But beyond all of that, Josh, I don't – I'm just still so – enamored, intrigued. I don't. I don't know. I'm probably gonna sit down and watch it again tonight. Like what? What was that? So here's my question: that I'm sure we can have a show on. We got a lot of OU stuff. I got softball talk coming up at the bottom of this hour. Um, hoops. That was great on on Saturday. I was listening while I was flying back, and it, just an incredible atmosphere in the Lloyd Noble Center. We'll talk about hoops. Women on the road. We got. We got all. Those things to dive into. Plus, there's college football storylines everywhere, bro. Chip Kelly leaving. Uh, what is UCLA going to do? You got Chip now off to Ohio State. So, I just we've got all kinds of college football stuff to get into. But, my, my question of the day on the Knippe Chevrolet text line at 405 651 3439 I mean, did, did we just watch the greatest Super Bowl? or Or, because of the overtime and the finish and the walk off and the storylines involved, is it getting a little bit overshadowed by just how kind of terrible the
1: game was for about? It, I don't think it was the greatest, but <laughs> maybe it's the best the, finish. It's one of the best, yeah. Finishes. It, it's a. It was a close classic Super Bowl. Was yeah. it the best? I, I don't know. Mm.
0: So many deceiving things. I thought last night too. I, I don't know how to describe it. I. And watching the first half, I thought the, or the um, Niners had really run the ball well. I thought the I thought the Niners. I, I felt like Christian McCaffrey was getting chunk gains, and then Josh, you look at the stats and you're like, whoa, they're only averaging like three, two, three, three yards per carry.
1: And uh, late, y- you know, overtime and a little bit before that, it, it felt like McCaffrey had really found things. Yeah. for San Francisco. It- it- it felt so close to he's about to pop a big chunk, Ron. Didn't but happen. It didn't happen. Yeah, I mean,
0: I, I guess my point is something with the Chiefs that has not been talked about enough this year. And I get it because you have Mahomes, and he's he's always going to be the story, and he always should be. But Steve Spagnuolo and what they decided to do a couple of years ago defensively in, in committing – their draft uh, to, to defensive guys. Dude, that Chiefs defense, that that was, to me, the most consistent part of the team this year. I can't say best, right, because you have Mahomes. But that won them the
1: title. You know, sure that, did. That, that, that won them the title this year. The McDuffie slot blitz on Perfect. third and five. Oh, my gosh. Was right? uh, a work of art. Chris Jones. Team high, six pressures on 35 rushes. And how many times, well, at least, you know, four out of six times or three out of six times, but a couple of times Tony Romo on there pointing out, look, if not for Chris Jones, here's the play. He's open. Mm -hmm. Defensively, yes. What McDuffie did, what Chris Jones did, what Spags dialed up, uh, Plank, they did win the Super Bowl because of the defense. They they bought Mahomes enough time to go be – sensational late but they got here and the season stayed afloat because of the defense and you know what tom brady won super bowls because of defenses great teams great franchises they win different ways and this year you have to tip the cap equally yes to, to spags and the defense the, um
0: so many angles that i just I, I, w- once i start i realize we're going to talk about it for 20 minutes so maybe it's Maybe it's best if we get our break in so we'll have – I I, would, I mean, there's a good chance, Josh, What once we start diving into the text line and what, once we start talking about kind of the, the moments that swayed and changed that game and then the stories around it, Romo and Nance, the job they did, the, the commercials, we'll look down. It'll be 925. So let me do my best to stay on the clock today. That's my commitment to be disciplined in my clock management. We're at Newcastle Casino. That's where we're hanging on this Monday after the Super Bowl – Uh, roads are, listen, there's some slick spots out there. So be safe, but short trip out to Newcastle. They've got, uh, let's see here. Front row sports bar that opens up here in just a bit. Happy hour specials daily. So come see us at Newcastle. We'll get to your texts. We'll get to your reaction to the Super Bowl. Are you just, are you where you just want to smile, eat good food, party? Or is it, yeah, I just want a nap for a little bit. No. Okay.
1: I'm, are you kidding me? I'm cloud nine. It, uh. It's hard to believe as a Chiefs fan, but uh, it's, it's real life, man. Mahomes. Congrats, dude. All right, so when we come back, let's uh, talk some softball.
0: I was with Oklahoma in the uh, Puerto, Vallarta, uh, Puerto Vallarta College Classic, Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Uh, let's talk about what we learned this weekend. So we hang out talking not just Super Bowl 58, OU hoops, some football talk, but softball's next right here on The Ref. It, it's kind of funny. <laughs> We were, we were talking about it during the break. Every so often a moment pops in my head, and I just – I yell it out like squirrel. And during the break, I'm like, third and five uh, – wait, was that fourth and five? The Mahomes run. He had the fourth and one run. Yeah, which was a wild call on fourth and one. Oh, that I don't know – by the way, I don't know how you stop that play. I don't know as a defensive coordinator how you stop that play ever, ever, Josh. Because – and we'll get to the X's and O's of it later, but just – Mahomes, as a weapon with his feet, was
1: wild. Well, the last two years has maybe won uh, Kansas City back-to-back Super Bowls. It's been a, right. a huge component of it. Hmm.
0: Okay, so table it. We good? You happy? T- talk a
1: little softball here? Yes. W- just, what a start.
0: A lot of things. A lot of things to unpack from this weekend. So I'll save you the the, the tomfoolery and fun until like Tuesday or Wednesday. How's that sound? Uh, because, oh, Josh, those Washington fans, man. Now I say fans, uh, like like plural. It, it was like two dudes, but anyway, a fascinating, fascinating story in the stands. But beyond that, I thought, I thought there were, and I said this to Toby whenever I was walking in, and I thought about it. I said their defense looks to be in mid season form. Right, that defense was – I talked about – I cannot talk enough about the Duke game. I think Duke's really good. I think Duke's going to be a problem this year for I – th- I think Duke is really, really good. And, st- I mean, they, they, they shut them down defensively. Oklahoma did a great job. Balls in the gap, whatever it might be, they were too good. But then Josh against Washington, kind of similar to what happened in the early season game against Washington last year, Sooners made a lot of mistakes. Uh, self-enforced errors. I don't – I think Terry Hendry had a really good point, and I was thinking about this a lot because I had said on the broadcast that I didn't feel like either one of the plays that fans were freaking out about were all that close because, to me, it looked like – I think it was in the sixth when Hanson had tagged out the runner at the plate and from my perspective where i was standing i thought she got her tv replay seems to show that she didn't right that she got in but i i mean i thought i thought she had her so i was getting i was already getting crushed by the fans because i'm like that's not even but anyway and then the play at first base avery hodge i didn't think that there was i didn't think it was all that close either but terry henry said and i hope sooner fans will try this cuz you you're gonna lose your mind on social media if you don't. Don't take your complaining about umpiring to social media. Don't I mean it's just it doesn't get anywhere. Everyone has another call in the game that then would have benefited you. I mean, it's just <laughs> t- taking your fight to Twitter because then it became, oh yeah, well Oklahoma had that run taken away from them. Or Duke care. Jeez, what am I trying to say here? Washington had that run taken away from them. Well, look, this was an obstruction by Kinsey Hansen. and you just—it it was crazy town. Josh at times fighting over the calls, but beyond the calls, and, and think of what you want of the obstruction. If you drop to your knees like she did, you're probably going to get obstruction called in those situations. That's just the reality of it. That that's how the the rules are going to be enforced. So, I, I was a little bit concerned at time with some of the things that happened on. Uh, Friday night with a Washington game. But to overcome it with Riley freaking Ludlam coming off the bench and Riley Boone getting a clutch hit, I mean, how much did we talk about Riley Ludlam whenever she signed? Probably not much, right? Came in from Furman, going to back up Kinsey Hansen. You know, we'll see if she can can be a part of it. And what does she do in her very first at-bat, her very first plate appearance? She drives in a game-tying run in a clutch situation when Oklahoma's, you know, knocking on the door of their first loss in just about a calendar year.
1: Meeting the uh, program expectation. Right away, dude. Right away. Pretty awesome.
0: And for her, I thought it was really cool as well, just individually. But how was Riley Ludlam able to be put in that situation? This is what I I hope nobody forgets about on Friday night. She was able to – to be put in that position where Oklahoma was still in that game because of the job that Kelly Maxwell did when she came out of the pen. And when Peyton Monticelli came out of the pen, she, uh, I want to say it was the, I want to say it was the fifth. Because when Monticelli came in, spirits were low, Josh. The times, the times they were tough. You were thinking, well, this was, in my mind, I'm preparing for these dudes in front of me turning around to, to laugh at me and, and, and mock me and make life cr- just hell for me. So I'm kind of mentally preparing for that. Then I'm also mentally preparing for, all right, well, how are we going to – hey, the end of a history. You start thinking about, geez, this thing might be coming to an end, this, this, this historic run, which, again, at some point, breaking news, it's going to end. Oklahoma's going to lose another softball game, right? It's – It's just going to happen. But I got to tell you, dude, Monticelli comes in and changes everything. She gets three outs. That final out, strikeout, man, she fires her mask off. She comes pumping her fist out of the circle. And Oklahoma responded. They score the next inning to tie the game. Um, So it was just – there's so many little moments that I have written down that, you know, we think about the Ludlam game-winner. Or excuse me, game tying hit, Riley Boone game winner, but yet do we remember the job that Monticelli and then Maxwell did? I'll tell you what, dude, watching Maxwell against Washington, I'm not, I'm not trying to get over my skis on one weekend, okay? She looked good, looked like she found something, looked like she found something, and if I'm a if I'm a Sooner fan, that's you couldn't ask for anything more in trying to replace Jordy. Now, speaking of Jordy, the, uh, I, I, we were there once when Nebraska was playing and they had lost to Utah Valley. Did you see the injury that she sustained? Yeah. Yeah. What did you think about it? I went and talked to their uh, their radio guy and media relations guy yesterday because I was you know just – first of all, Nate Rohr is like the, the dean of – Women's softball play-by-play guys. He's, I think, he's been around the longest. He or Eric Lopez. So you know you got to go kiss the ring. And I was like, well, how's it going? How's what are they saying about Jordy? And he said they're pretty optimistic. She had gone through warm-ups for a couple of days, but um, a buddy of mine that was there on the trip. I say that now. That that's to protect your identity, Andy. We we kept noticing that she had the stem things that were on. So, and that might be for something completely different but that would be constantly sending like the pulse to the injury to try to heal it get blood flow back in there but the way that it looked on video man Josh I thought she broke her ankle i'm not I'm not even kidding you i thought her I thought her ankle had snapped whenever I first saw that
1: yeah that's it it was pretty jarring for sure so the return's much better than the fear to begin with that's what they
0: were telling me. That's what they were telling me.
1: You, you hate to speculate too much. No,
0: no, no. And and right, I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if she's out thrown next week. I mean, that's just – that's who she is. But that looked scary. And it also – as I'm watching that, I'm like, that's going to happen again. She's just so ferocious with the way that she pounds that foot into the ground. So, thoughts up. Uh, not Not as bad, I think, as previously – kind of concerns were that she may be ready to go. So, okay, qu- quickly to recap the OU stuff, right? One, don't lose sight of how good that Duke win was. That's a really good Duke team. I was really impressed with them. And the defensive effort in that game was midseason form, right? Uh, solid. Washington, seeing someone like Riley Ludlam come out and and get the the game-tying hit to see Riley Boone – get the go-ahead hit. It's not possible without Monticelli and Maxwell and the job they did out of the pin and kind of Nicole May steadying herself a bit. You know, I I know it was Long Beach State, but nobody has really talked about the Saturday game, and I thought that game was fascinating too, Josh. Oklahoma, I mean, right out of the gates, they go up three zip. And I'm looking at, we started 10 minutes early. (laughs) I asked coach afterwards, I said, for you? Did you know about this? She's like, they said we want to go, and we're like, yeah, let's go, let's get out of here. <laughs> so uh, I apologize to the affiliates. That the pregame show kind of got scrapped a little bit, but no, no. In, in all seriousness, dude, I you fall behind three zip. Kirsten Deal struggles. I she just, I, I think she walks a batter and then gives up a hit, and the next thing you know, it's a three three game. But you know, Carly Keeney comes in that game and doesn't allow a base runner the rest of the way. I mean, that's just awesome. So overall takeaway, just to me, a lot of work still to do, right? And I think that's what Coach Castle wants. There's a lot of things that they need to work on uh, from a consistency perspective, right? You want to be that same team on defense against Duke or against Washington that you were against Duke, right? You, you saw some freshman mistakes, right? Ella Parker comes out hot out of the gate. Um, In that Duke game, she tries to take an extra base in a situation that, you know, you you don't want to force the issue there. But those are coachable and teachable moments. That probably won't happen again now. So uh, there's enough things here, even at 4-0, that I know Coach Gasso has got to be licking her chops to get out to the practice field and try to improve today. Um, Maxwell's the real deal. Maxwell's the real deal. Is she the ace? I think she's the ace.
1: Yeah, I, I probably right.
0: I, I, I said this a lot on the broadcast. I don't know if I've seen <laughs> Don't use this out of context, Jesse. I don't know if I've seen ball movement like that. I was trying to think of, of a better way to put it, but here we are. I mean, her, her ball dances all over the place. It's wild. I I don't know how Kinsey Hansen catches her, but she does. Um, and we've got ourselves a future star in Ella Parker and Cassidy Pickering. I mean absolute rock star potential, Josh. And this season is about seven regular position players returning that are playing their last year, 10 players in their final season. But man, <laughs> you think about going into the big uh, going into the SEC and your foundation looks like it's going to be, Ella Parker, Sid Sanders, Cassidy Pickering. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad, dude. Not bad at all. So, and This is how my mind works. I start thinking ahead, too. But Pickering was great. Um, and it was just – I thought it was a good challenging start. I'm telling you guys, this weekend's going to be tough. This weekend's going to be tough. I know no one wants to believe me because, oh, it's McNeese State. The true diehards now. It's going to be a tough weekend. It's going to be a a raucous little atmosphere. Two other quick notes. Did you uh, see this start from UCLA?
1: Yeah. On the dirt? What what do you make of that? I don't think they're very good. Florida State, UCLA. I don't think UCLA is very good.
0: That's what I make of it. You know, I have a a friend of mine. We'll just disguise his identity by calling him Paul. Really smart softball guy. I've been trying to get him to come on the show with us. But – uh, he said it's going to be a, a, a an interesting weekend to find out, like, who's real and who isn't and, and who's all off-season hype and who might really have something. Josh, it looks like UCLA might be all off-season hype. They yeah, are not well, very good right now. And
1: good for the Big 12, right? I mean, nice to see. If, if you get into that, nice to see Texas and Oklahoma State hand it to them a little bit.
0: Dude, Texas looked really good. Looked really good this weekend. Uh, and then finally, did you see the near brawl in the Cal Louisiana Lafayette game? Uh I did not. You didn't? Uh I think it was Jay. who had it. Someone on Twitter had it. That's how I saw it. Oh, Maybe oh, fine, Seth in 2 oh, seconds. It was Seth. Seth, Seth Oliveris had it. Go 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 look at his Twitter. Did we we had tensions running high yesterday. Like the Cal coach. Dude, she was about that. She was she was ready to Here throw out. Are you watching it? Okay. Yeah. Watch the cal coach come out of nowhere. And it's like what's going on here? Like literally. That is an angry woman, right? I know those faces.
1: Yes, this is an upset coach.
0: But do you know why? Was it because the girl stomped on the plate or something? No, first of all, the little
1: celebration.
0: I I wonder if that's what it was. But the thing the thing that was interesting to me is I, I keep forgetting it's a rule. If you even step on the field as an assistant coach in softball, unless you're going to coach a base between bases, but, like, if in arguing a call you step out on the field, you're out. You're gone. I mean, it's like you're immediately out.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what, right? Isn't that crazy? Because, the you know, look, you come home and score that run, you got a right to be excited. I didn't think it wasn't. Didn't feel like a direct taunt. No, at but, Cal. So,
0: so here's where here's where I was confused though. Who is she going after? And then, because it, it seems like at one point she's like going after the umpire, and then it seems like she's going after the bench, and then the umpire tosses the catcher, and I can't tell if the catcher bumped him or what. But it's crazy. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, One other thing.
1: (laughs) I love it. It's it's so great.
0: Okay, one other thing, and then we'll get our break. Um, And and this is – this goes for every single event I watched or saw this weekend. For as many times as you hear people question attendance, support, things of that nature, I don't know if we've had a weekend quite like this. Now, I can't speak to the in-stadium environment at, at Hoops, but it looked awesome, man, and it sounded awesome uh, from listening in the airport. To Puerto Vallarta, where I don't know if I've ever seen that many Sooner fans at that event, Josh. It was wild. So, just the tip of the cap to Sooner Nation this weekend. They really – they created an environment – what is? Did Toby and TJ, did you hear their conversation this morning about every time you have a memory, you got to lose a memory? So I'm putting the OU-Washington game from last weekend, this past weekend, I'm putting that as a core memory. And I guess, I, you know, I'll boot the OU-UCLA game from last year. How's that? And I'll just take this one as a core memory. That's how good it was on Friday night.
1: <laughs> For 24, I, you, you'll need that one.
0: <laughs> I'll need that one. They can rake, man. They, they, they struggled a bit to figure things out against Washington. But you saw what happened when they did. And you never know who it's going to come from. Don't sleep on Riley Boone. All right, anything else to add on softball? Hit me up, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. That's kind of how it will go during the season, right? Uh, On Mondays when I get back or after a weekend series, we'll spend our second segment diving into softball and baseball. This week, big week, baby. Big week. Bigger than normal for the Plank Show. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it coming up. But let's hit the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line when we come back. That's Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. We're live from Newcastle Casino. The Chiefs are Super Bowl champs. We'll go back into that next right here on The Ref.
1: Our number one. We are back. Back with you here. It's the Plank Show. Josh Helmer alongside Chris Plank. Our number one, as always, brought to us by Van Who's Fence. That is VH Fence. .com, check them out and get all of your fencing needs taken care of today to the text line we go 405-651-3439 knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line 405 in the cal game they said the coach was upset because uh it was raining hard and cal walked in a run because the pitcher couldn't grip the ball and the umps wouldn't stop the oh. game
0: mm. okay because that um, oh, the wow, video that, it didn't look like of, that, but I'm sorry. Is is that better? We changed equipment during the break. Is it good
1: level wise? Sounds great, loud and clear, my okay. friend.
0: Um, yeah, and that wasn't their head coach, right? I, she was like a but their first base coach might have been the pitching coach. I didn't recognize her, um, but boy, she was she was hot. So they were they were concerned about a rain delay that didn't happen. That they thought should happen. Okay, that makes sense.
1: <laughs> well. Uh, if you didn't know it, now you do. Uh, <laughs> Brooks says UCLA is just having problems.
0: Well, that's that's the kindest way, I think, that you could put what happened to them over the weekend. I mean, they just got smoked. Smoked, Josh. And I watched the um, – I was on yesterday um, before the Super Bowl, and I was watching UCLA, Oregon State. I'm sorry, UCLA, Oklahoma State. UCLA just looked like a team that had no desire to be out there, none whatsoever, anywhere but on that softball field. And when when that's an indication of things early in the season, phew, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if that's the kind of place where you can quickly turn things around, right? They can, they've got
1: the talent. I don't know if they have the pitching. All right, where do you want to go next? Great weekend by OU. This is from Sean. Two top ten wins, early observations. Texas is good. UCLA, a shadow of themselves early in the season. Ka and Ba out of the nine one eight. I was very impressed with Carly Keeney. This yeah. staff has a chance to be special.
0: They do, and and I think in that, what's going to be very interesting, and what I I think is, if you're somebody that is glass half full kind of kind of guy, so sometimes. When you think about that future, you're like, oh, <laughs> there's no way, right? There's no way. But you're, you're losing too much talent. But you can kind of hang your hat on Kirsten Deal has been learning now. She's been in the system for two years. You're bringing in the top, um, what is it, the top pitcher in the country? Payne Monticelli looks like she's someone that's going to be able to contribute and help him out. But if you want to be glass half full and you're, things are too rosy here for you, Watching the development of Kirsten Neal, I think, is going to be fascinating this year, Josh. Remember, she didn't get a lot of opportunities early, and she's still very young. But she's also incredibly talented. So,
1: going that, to be a big, that's a big watch team. on her. Yeah, Good Washington team, and uh, it, it'll be fun to see what uh, this season has in store with her development, getting tossed out into more of those situations.
0: Because she was great last year. She was great last year when she was it's called a big upon to of some yeah.
1: big spots. Uh, out of the 785, was the Washington pitcher chirping yes. at uh, OU a lot?
0: Yes. Yes. See, th- <clears throat> I feel like Oklahoma softball is so unfairly criticized for the way that they exist, play the game. <laughs> yeah, thank you. The way that they exist, the way they live, they win. Um, but in how they celebrate, right? The burrito going crazy on the walks, but people not realizing that you know you get you're not hitting someone, but you get three walks. That's like three hits. I mean, it's it's a mindset, it's a philosophy. And oh, by the way, uh, o- Oklahoma's not out there swinging at bad pitches. They're winning back to back to back national championships. So you know they, that's that's something that's something to me. That's something to me that I. They take a lot of pride in, so I have no problem with their celebration. With that said, anyone—and I do mean anyone—from Washington that ever—not j- not my beloved Washington Warriors here. Okay, this is the Washington Huskies, purple and gold, purple and gold. Not not my not my hometown Warriors, but if anyone from the Huskies are affiliated with Washington media fans says anything about Oklahoma talking or they don't like their over celebration, send them the tape from Friday night, send them that. Be like, Oh, okay. Yeah, I see. (laughs) And guess what, Josh? I don't have a problem with it. I don't, I think it's awesome. And, and I think the kids dig it. Now, you don't want it where a coach is chasing the umpire around and there's a brawl going on, right? But I have no problem with it. I, trip away, man. You just struck out Kinsey Hansen. You want to bark at her and essentially point her back to the dugout? Okay. I'm fine with that. But you know yours is coming, and it did. So, yeah. Um, anyone from Washington... And I mean anybody, because here's what they'll say. Well, they weren't. They weren't celebrating minor things. Dude, the, Ruby Malin is over there barking at Cassidy Pickering after a flyout. I mean, come on. What are we even doing right now? Sorry. Uh, welcome to my TED Talk where I hate everyone who says bad things about Oklahoma softball. I am ready to fight you. Do we have time to get one more into or do we, we got a break? Okay.
1: Hey, you want to talk that mess? Be prepared for what's uh, coming afterwards. That's right. The broken arrow, fat boy. Uh, don't forget about that egg that Stanford laid this weekend.
0: I told you. I don't. It's it's Kennedy, and she's that good. That's not a very good softball team around her, right? Oh, thank you for that clarification because you put her in the circle. Eh, I could probably play right field, and you'd be okay.
1: But yeah, they're they're not winning a national championship.
0: No. Dude, look at the softball stuff. Alright, let's hit the football when we come back. The football. As we recap the Super Bowl, we've got post-game audio that we'll share. We're at Newcastle Casino on a Monday with the Plank Show right here on the roof. Dude, there's there's so much softball on the text line. How awesome is this? Softball's been my great buffer, Josh, I think, for the pain that is. Watching the Chiefs celebrate on my, my team's home field. My team. Oh, Dodger Blaine asked a question. He goes, Plank, how's your horse? I lost my voice in the fourth inning of the game Saturday, Josh. Just gone. Oh, and, my and goodness. Just gone. And uh, there's a new girl that's doing our video, and her name is Gabby, and she's just the the nicest thing. She's got to think I'm a crazy person, okay? Okay. Because when it's the feel, I had the feeling where there was just, I couldn't clear my throat. And, and so I'm sitting there and my, my mom is texting me. She's like, are you okay? You need to drink water. I'm like, I'm 40 freaking eight years old. What do you think I'm doing over here? Like (laughs) I'm chugging water, slamming nails or something. And then, then I got to be careful. Sorry. I'm yelling. I apologize. Then I got to be careful, Josh, because there's no close bathroom. And I didn't have my change on me to tip the guys if I went to the bathroom. It's a real story, and I just um, I, I had to get through it, man. So thanks to Sooner Nation for hanging in there. Uh, a couple people, I, it was because it was just gone.
1: Man, but for some for some reason
0: feeling. for some reason Josh, on big plays, it, I, I still had something. And there was a part in about the fourth inning where I was going to, Thomas is our SID, say, hey, do you want to come sit in with me? Because if I had an analyst, I, I think it would have been fine. If, if I had an analyst, we, I, I don't even know if, if anyone would have noticed it because I would clear my throat during the moments when they would talk. You'd hear some – all you would hear during the broadcast is this. Ah. <laughs> but I, I think what, what I've realized is I think it's like – an I'll I'll grab one during my next break. Thank you. Which, uh,
1: you said it was Saturday? Saturday. So final game, just the wear and tear?
0: No, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, I think I went too hard on. (laughs) This is going to sound like a terrible out of context. I think I went too hard on Friday night, Josh. I was listening back to the highlights, and I just, the. The, I went too hard at 48 is a much different world than it was, you know, in my 20s. But the, I just... The, the calls on Friday, you gave a little too much juice. I, I, I think that's what I learned. I'm Man. not even kidding you. I, I think I was too over the top. Wow. And I think part And I think part of it was that we had two people that I was pretty sure were going to fight me. And if I'm going to get knocked out in the middle of a broadcast, or I'm going to have <laughs> these two dudes... Stomping me. I at least went the calls to make sure that they, you know, got the message across. <laughs> also, it's like, Washington goes down. But also, you're <laughs> you getting knocked around by these guys. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh I, I think that's what it was. I just, because I woke up Saturday, and I was like, huh, this feels a little different. But we got pregame was fine. You know, I kind of sounded like this, right? But then what I found out is we got a problem. Kind of magically came back a bit in the fifth, sixth, and seventh, just a bit. But But thanks, Dodger Blaine, I'm glad you brought it up. Level of panic? Where was it? Um, It it, it might have been my first eight in a long time. It was like eight and a half, nine at one point. And some people are great, right? Some people are like, hey, dude, you're going to be fine. Battle through it. I'm still following or whatever. Then you got others like, dude, the heck is wrong with you, man. Get <laughs> you get your stuff together. You realize your
1: voice, you, you don't sound the do same. You,
0: do you even hear yourself right now? <laughs> Alright, we got a break. When we come back. Got a little couch college football stuff to get to, but let's talk more Super Bowl. It's the home of Sooner fans. Live from Newcastle Casino on a Monday.